0: Love Talk Radio Good evening everyone. Uh, this is uh Deb with Media Night Radio. As everyone knows, we are um happy to welcome to the airwaves Tommy Reed. He's a producer, director, writer, he's an extraordinary person in the entertainment business. Tommy is an accomplished director, producer, and writer with over 13 combined years of independent feature, documentary, and field production experience. In 1998, Tommy started Dundee Entertainment, LLC, an entertainment production and development company focused on high-concept films at cost-conscious budgets. Dundee has a production state of of over 20 projects in various stages of development. He has directed and produced his first his first feature film, Strike, starring Tara Reed, that was when he first started. Tara Reed, Vinnie Jones, Ray Weiss, um, Vincent Pastore, Robert Carradine, Rachel Hunter, and Ross Patterson, all all big big wigs in the business. Tommy took on a key role during pre production through post production on the film, making critical decisions while maintaining an on schedule and on budget production. That's insane in these times. Strike is released domestically by Anchor Bay on DVD. Uh most recently Tommy is here to talk about his um his film Superfeet, which is now in post production, uh the mastermind behind America's biggest bank heist. And Tommy will be here to talk about that whole film it sounds intriguing let's welcome to the airwaves Tommy Reed hi Tommy hey how are you Deborah? thanks
1: for having me on I appreciate your time
0: absolutely well let's let's get started um coming from a New Jersey upbringing how did that play into your decision about the entertainment business or wanting to go into that
1: um I really didn't have much of an entertainment aspect uh Growing up in northern New Jersey um, We were kind of uh, You know 18 miles outside the big city of New York uh, Of Manhattan So I was kind of more or less brought up With sports as my uh, As my passion And it was something that later on in college Where I kind of um, When I studied actually over in London uh, Is when I got my Entertainment bug If you will um, To kind of get into entertainment And that's when I knew uh, I had to go to film school after I graduated from Ohio State, so I went back to New York City to, to go to film school. And there I met uh, an actor who was in my film crew uh, where you you put you in groups of four, and my crew had um, a group of four, and there were these two guys from Los Angeles, Dan Eisenstein and David Faustino, and oh. uh, and they both kind of told me, and David Faustino's Bud Buddy with Married with Children fame, and uh, they kind of told me that, you, you know, you really got to pay your dues up in Los Angeles. And so that's kind of how I got into the entertainment. Wow.
0: Um, now, if you hadn't, like, gone to London, do you think that your life would be very different right now? Or do you think that you would have come into this anyway? I don't know. That, that, that's a good question. I mean, I look back and I was
1: always the kid that would uh put the camera in an angle to try to film my friends and I having dunk contests and then we would go back in then we'd go back inside and like see how we did and kind of rate ourselves. Um I would always film us like doing like uh you know mock you uh dunk uh, uh videos from like you know whoever the band was we'd do like our own version of it. Um so I knew that I had a passion for the camera but I didn't know how, in what aspects so, um, had I not gone over to London, I probably would have been involved in finance more or less, or the stock market, which is what I was going to do. I was going to, I was going to trade futures on the New York Stock Exchange. So,
0: oh, oh, very interesting. But it's interesting at, at a young age that you were looking at angles on how to do things, and that isn't like the normal, you know, act of just someone taking pictures or, or taking film. I mean, they don't usually think about, well, what about this angle? How, how would that look? So you already had it kind of instilled in you, sounds like.
1: That is correct. And it's something that, uh, you know, those, I mean, I think a lot of kids nowadays, the cameras are so cheap um, mm-hmm. that they're getting it in their stockings. These GoPro cameras are like 500 bucks for a 4K type of camera, which is, what they use on, you know, the reality shows everywhere. Uh, right. So it's it's truly amazing how te- technology has really helped advance the new breed of filmmakers out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What is What do you feel is the most important lesson you learned early on in your career that you have been able to carry forward in your career about the entertainment business?
1: Just don't take no for an answer. Um So many people get paid to say no and they put their job and career on the line when they actually say yes, that you have to find another mean to get your product out there. So if one company says no, well, then there's another company out there that will say yes or you can figure out a way to do it yourself. And what I mean is that like if you made a movie um, and you think it can get theatrical release, then just because some company doesn't come out and buy it, well, try to put it out regionally yourself. Try to put it out in a couple of different city theaters. Uh, get, in, get in touch with the owner, or the manager, who or who will get in touch with the booker. Talk to the booker. Send them a screening. Tell them that you have this many people that want to see it. And just never take no for an answer because ultimately it's going to be your own passion that provides uh, for success in the industry.
0: Wow, that's, that's some great advice for young uh, filmmakers for sure. sure.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's something that no one ever told me about, but that's something that I have no problem giving that advice to anyone else out there.
0: Wow. Okay, so Super Thief is your newest creation. What was it about this story that just moved you to the point where you just wanted to tell it? Uh, well, that's a great question. And the, the what led me to do Super Thief
1: is that when I was making the movie Kill the Irishman, with Ray Stevenson, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh Christopher Walken, and Val Kilmer. Uh, wow. The author of that book that I adapted into a feature film uh, also was writing another book um, about Phil Christopher, and it was called Super Thief. Uh, and so I took a read at it, and I knew that there was something there. Anything that captivates me is, which is a story that, uh, this is uh, the biggest bank burglary in U.S. history, and it took place in Laguna Niguel, California, but the four criminals who pulled it off were from the Cleveland area. So to me, that was like, well, that's a movie right there.
0: You know, right. I mean, like like
1: I have to go do some research. And doing my research, I wanted to make a documentary on all my research. And you rarely get the luxury of having the subject uh, available to talk to you um, mm-hmm. about a documentary. Most of them are in third person, uh, you know, the people closest to them. But I had the fortunate. Uh, experience to interview Phil Christopher from uh, he just got out of jail uh, in thousand and nine. So in two thousand eleven, when I went out there to Cleveland to film him, um, it was you know he 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 knew about the success of Kill the Irishman, a feature film, and the Danny Green documentary that I did on Danny Green that was a bonus material on the on the on the DVD, and uh, he knew that he wanted to give me the chance to go do this for him to not only tell. He has a book out, but to go make a documentary on him, that could be the catalyst to go make a feature film. That's what, exactly what we're doing.
0: The,
1: do, the documentary is a, just a very acclaimed, great documentary that uh, goes into detail about Phil Christopher's masterminding of pulling off the biggest bank, burglary in U.S. history. And that is now going to be the catalyst for a feature film that we have a great script on, and now we're just trying to put the package together of raising the financing as well as trying to get our lead actor of A-list talent.
0: Wow. Well, I, I can honestly say you've worked with some really big, big, you know, heavy hitters in your film. Um, I wouldn't think that Super Thief would be any different.
1: Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't want to say who, but we already have interest for some major actors. Once they see Phil Christopher in the documentary, they always say, oh my God, i got to play that guy. You know, that guy's looking at right. his eyes. You know, there's something going on inside him. That's really why I wanted to make the documentary, because an actor uh, will will watch the documentary before they go read the book, and they'll understand more of how, the mannerisms of the uh, main character, Phil Christopher himself, from watching a documentary.
0: What, uh, what aspect, I, I, I read that he's a mafia associate, so did the mob have something to do with this, or was this on his own, or was he crossing them?
1: he was connected to the mafia from a very young age. Um, he was never a hitman. He was never, but he dealt with that circle. That was his circle growing up out of Collinwood, Ohio. That's who this demographic was about. Um, they're about, you know, crime and, and, and organized crime, basically. So um, that's something that he had very early on in his uh, stages of, you know, getting into the criminal world and, a lot of the bigger guys, you know, he he was asked to be a made member, and he was and he he declined to go and talk about Nostra. His dad told him that no, you know, you just can't be a part of it. You'll never get out. So he politely declined and uh, still went away. Still went on his merry way of being working with them, but just in a different aspect. Oh, I didn't know
0: you could work with the mob without being connected. <laughs> um because that's what they say they say once you're in the mob, you're always in the mob, and you can exactly. never lose exactly so um, that's interesting. That's really interesting about this. Um, what would you say is the most surprising thing that you found out during your research for this? Um,
1: the most surprising thing to me was how you still got to live? a posh life inside prison. That to me was oh. truly, truly remarkable. And it just goes to show you the type of personality this guy had, um, which goes back to the documentary. When you watch the documentary, you see the respect level that the police have for him because he was a nonviolent bank burglar. He didn't... He, he was only trying to get in and get out and kind of put the insurance companies as the major enemy in his eyes. So for him, uh, when he did go to jail, he still had the same personality and the respect of the warden and everything, and he wound up becoming the warden's assistant and got to shower in different areas and eat different foods. And it just goes back to showing you that, like, you know, this guy had a great personality, and, you know, which leads to be a great character for an actor to go play in the feature film.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, anybody who's seen the the movie Inside Man with uh, Clive Owens and um, Denzel Washington, um, that's what it brings to mind for me about this this film. Is it much like that, or is it extremely different than that? Um, I, I didn't
1: I haven't seen that movie, which now I'm going to go check it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was a great movie. So I really yes. can't I really can't answer that question, but um I know it had a lot of acclaim to it as well. Um, but uh and that's one of the actors that we're looking at actually is, Cl- is Clive Owen.
0: Oh, he would be amazing in this 'cause in 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 the in the movie Inside Now, I don't want to tell you anything about it. I'm sure you've heard plenty about it. Um it's just it's it's fascinating uh the way that they tell the story and how they have the character interact and how his motivations are. It's fascinating. Oh wow. You know, and and it's not like your typical burglary. It's it's like there's motivation behind it. There's like he is very um, I don't want to say psychological, but he has, you know, there's substance there. And it's obvious he's not and so it's it, it, it's it's fascinating. I couldn't stop watching it. I was like riveted to it. Oh wow, so, that, that's great. I'm gonna go check check it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so obviously talent runs in your family, with your sister being Tyrese, Um, But what what about like like her being in the business? Did that have any bearing on you at all? Did it make it? A little more um, palatable, or or uh, in, you know, your enthusiasm about it would be peaked because she was in it, or no?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, it, it definitely helps to have a sibling that's successful <laughs> in the entertainment industry guide you and open up doors for you that normally you wouldn't get. Those introductions from being an outsider or a third party trying to break into the uh, business. So she's definitely been supportive and. You know, anytime she can recommend me for uh, a directing gig or be a part of a project, she always is doing that, which I'm very
0: thankful for. Oh, wonderful. So you were not part of Sharknado, which is apparently a major phenomenon yeah. now? It is a phenomenon. And I actually
1: uh, enjoyed the movie because it was so bad that it's good. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if that makes any sense, you know. Yes, and, it uh, does. Um, But... Uh, I was not part of that, and I'm very happy to see all the success that that sh- movie has brought to her and to Ian Ziering, uh, and, and really, it's it's now like a cult hit, and uh, I think everyone looks forward to seeing it next year, the second version of it, um, but it's still going to, I mean, it, it's replay again, August 22nd, so there it gets gone up, so we're from 1.2, million to one point four million to two point one million on their last three screenings of it, so wow. they're doing really, really well. And it even came out in theaters last week and made two hundred thousand dollars. Holy cow.
0: Well that's wonderful. That is wonderful. So with with um with Strike, which was you, was your first feature film, which was what was Strike about? Um, because what, I, what I'm asking is, like, with Strike, with Super Thief, what would be your next project, or what are you trying to delve into next?
1: Well, I, I've i made a lot of projects. So my first movie that I directed uh, was in 2006, and that was Strike. And then after that, I did another film called uh, Ted uh, Screwball, the Ted Whitfield story, which is a mockumentary on the greatest ball player of all time. And then after that, I did two documentaries, one of the Danny Green documentary, uh, inside, um, or the rise and fall of the Irishman. And then super thief, uh, inside America's biggest bank score. Um, and that to me has led me into, I just completed another movie called, I know that voice, which is all about putting a face to the voices that people know and love. And that, not, um, you know, mysterious world of voiceover. So that's one, of, uh, one that we just finished that we're putting out in theaters, uh, this fall. And, we're going to be putting out the DVD here very soon, um, as well as uh, being on the BOD market uh, in the first quarter of t- 2014. Um, but really, my next gig that I'm going to be doing to direct will be Super Thief, the feature film, which I have on board Bob Katz, who's an uh, Oscar-nominated oh, wow. producer, who did is doing the new Janis Joplin movie. He just did um, uh, uh, Selena with Jennifer Lopez, uh, Dorothy Daydream with Halle Berry, um, Gods and Monsters, Gettysburg, Jeff Daniels, he's done some pretty great stuff and uh I'm thankful to have him on board. He's been fantastic.
0: Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you pick the the right projects and the documentaries. I mean, how do you decide as a as a producer and a writer and a director, how do you decide what projects you're going to take or you want to pursue?
1: Um, if it intrigues me and makes me, you know, have any kind of curiosity to, to go further into a subject, that's when I really look into the material. So if, it, if, if I say, oh, wow, that's a cool story, and it intrigues me in, like, a one-page idea, then I know that there's more substance there behind it to go after and uh, pursue. Oh. Okay. So there has
0: to be – there has to be a – that to be an element of intrigue for you personally, in order for you to even think about wanting to do a documentary about it.
1: Yes, I mean it's it's like uh, how John Cougar Mellencamp goes and makes music for himself. That's kind of what I do as a filmmaker. I go make projects for myself, and I know that if I go make a movie, because you're not going to a try to please everyone. You're just never going right. to do that. So why even bother? Right. Make something that's going to make you happy with the content that you're delivering. So that's right. kind of what I try to do is that I'm making projects that um, that I'm passionate about that I don't mind putting in my sweat equity of my time because at the end of the day, if I go tell a, s- a story that inspires me, then I succeeded in what I wanted to do. And then on to the next.
0: <laughs> wow what what um what is your inspiration or who is your inspiration in your career and life
1: um well now that i'm a i'm a father and i have an 11-month old son so, um, so. i would say my inspiration is my wife and my son that you know drive me to be a better man a better husband a better father and just to be an all-around better person um, and in doing that, now I'm trying to see the, well, what kind of content can I go make that would, you know, entertain my son. So I'm trying to get into some, uh, you know, children's stuff now. So that's kind of the uh, the thinking is that, um, you know, whatever inspires me, and if I see that inspires, you know, the people who mean the most to me, then that's what I want to go do.
0: Okay, where can the audiences see super thief? Where can they raise the Well, get? Super Thief is available
1: now on DVD. Um, they can go to com and buy the DVD. Uh, it will be out for rental and VOD platforms, all the iTunes and Amazons and Hulus, towards the first uh, quarter of 2014. Um, but but right now, they can go buy the DVD um, on com and uh, purchase the DVD there.
0: Or Why? Go Google
1: or they can just google uh, super thief dvd and they can
0: see where it goes to. Wonderful. And and your entertainment company is dundeeentertainment.com is that your website? That is correct. Wonderful. Everybody should check out dundeeentertainment.com. Um Tommy has done so many different movies and he is a um inspiration to, to all documentary um filmmakers. Uh, with all of, the, all of the things that he has done. Uh, we want to thank um, him for joining us today um, and uh, sharing your story with us. Um, Tommy, if you would just hang on the line for a second and I'll just wrap up the show real quick. Sure. Okay. Um, thanks again uh, for Tommy Reed. Uh, and, again, it's uh, DundeeEntertainment.com, Super Thief. Um, you can do Super Thief DVD. And it will tell you where you can uh, purchase this wonderful, wonderful documentary. Uh, This is Deb signing off. Have a great day.